Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Is your child's tablet, phone or game consoles causing them to have problems with their behaviour? A new study from researchers at the Finnish Institute for Health, that's the country, Finland, um, has found that increased screen time has multiple risks for your child's well-being. Do you agree with this? How much screen time do you permit your child? Let us know. 086-123-9595. WhatsApp or text with dinnersready.ie. And to talk more about it, we're joined by Alwyn Morn, who is a neurodevelopmental child therapist and founder of Cogni Kids, and Anna Gibson-Steele, who we know well on the show, who runs the Holistic Centre of Excellence here in Limerick. And you are both very welcome. Um, Alwyn, does this study particularly surprise you? Uh, no, it doesn't at all, actually. Um, it's just, it's an interesting study because of, I suppose, the age cohort. So normally they tend to uh, look at older children, um, but this is a younger um, cohort and obviously it's parents self-reporting too. Uh, so you have to allow for a little bit of leeway, possibly when you're reading the research as well. So well, well, leeway in which direction do you think? Well, <laughs> Um, I'll leave that up to yourself now if, if parents have to report on how much screen time their little ones have per day uh, at 18 months and then again at five years. Um, they were finding, though, in fairness, that um, a lot of the children were having more than one hour every day and those that did have more than one hour every day, um, by the age of five, uh, there were kind of more uh, issues being reported on. And is this about screen time for uh, passively watching cartoons and shows? Um, And is that different to participating in computer games? Yeah, there's always, that's the big kind of conversation, I suppose. And the really interesting thing to look at around this is that it really does depend on the type of content as well. Um, While some risks, associated with increased screen time, it doesn't matter what the type of content is. So, for example, the likes of the fine motor skills with your child swiping and tapping, that's not going to change. It doesn't matter what kind of content. They're still not developing their fine motor skills. But um, it was in terms then of just passively absorbing um, and being a, a passive consumer of content, uh, that is definitely something that is we're seeing like huge problems um, associated with as your child progresses, uh, as opposed to if they're using something that requires them to think, that requires a bit of strategy, that, you know, kind of involves them and makes them an active um, consumer or an active participant in the screen time. So it's just, it's very important um, to also frame that. And when you say huge problems, what do you mean? Yeah, um, so there's, well, there's all the eye and fine motor skills problems. So, you know, a huge uh, number of children now being presented and much earlier with myopia. So they're all short-sighted because they're looking at their screens right up close to them. Um, And they, you know, so their eyesight isn't developing. So if you think about it, these are, you know, the first three years of life, brain development particularly, is a really important stage. So the brain isn't actually fully developed when your little one is born. So it requires that length of time and even right up until 2021, really, the the 
age 2021, <laughs> not the year 2021. <laughs> 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 clarify that. Um, it's really not. The brain is continually um, maturing. And, uh, you know, if you have you know, a, a five-year-old who's spending four hours a day, so they're sedentary, they're not moving around. So they have that knock-on effect then that they're not, their gross motor skills aren't being developed. Also then higher risk for obesity. Um, they have huge psychosocial issues hyperactivity issues, impulsivity, because don't forget, tablets work on a reward system. Um, and even games and things like that, when they're interacting with them, they, they reward the child. So they get this little kick of dopamine. And that dopamine is actually released from the same centres in the brain as if a drug addict was to take a hit of a drug. They, that's where they get their release of dopamine. That's, and there's MRI studies that have shown that in the States, incredible where they've had nine and ten year olds playing um, things like Minecraft uh, for an hour and then they'll scan their brain. So they scan it pre the game, they play the game and then they scan it after the game and then they have a junkie um, or that's very I suppose not a nice term but you know uh, someone who takes a hit then of a drug and they scan the brain after that as well and the exact same centres in the brain are lighting up. So you know the question is are we wiring our children for addiction? It's right. something that really has to be very, you know, considered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're chatting to Alwyn Moran, who is a child therapist, and Annie Gibson-Steele is with us as well. She runs the Holistic Centre of Excellence. And it, this isn't uh, an effort on Monday morning to <laughs> make the parents no. of young kids, Anna, feel, you know, terribly yeah. guilty or anything but but I, I think it's true to say that whatever about the first lockdown when we were trying everything for the first time and people were coming up with what they consider fresh ideas this particular lockdown has been unbelievably challenging for people and now we know this morning who knows how long more it'll go on for um, and, and certainly you can understand how in young kids lives more screen time has crept in can't you? Absolutely. And I agree fully, Joe. I feel huge empathy for parents at the moment. You know, most of them are firefighting, you know, trying to adapt to this whole new way. And, you know, screen time is a way I did it myself when mine were small. But thankfully for my generation, it was just the television. You yeah, know, we yeah. didn't have the, the all the other device interference that they have. Um, so, yeah, I feel great empathy for the parents and I'm loath to put more fear and anxiety on them on a Monday morning. But, you know, toddlers, <clears throat> when we have a toddler, it's like building a house. You know, the foundations you put in when they're young, you reap the benefits down the line. So it is something you need to pay attention to. For me, in my practice, I have seen a huge increase in very young children presenting with more anxiety. And I do think that there yeah. definitely is a link to the screen time on that one. Um, you know, for me, I suppose, there, I mean, there's three prongs. There's the content, which is another conversation. You know, mm -hmm. there's the psychosocial there's, and there's the physiological. You know, as Alwyn was saying, like the dopamine release and the hormonal changes that will happen in the body. I don't think parents need a study to tell them. I think most parents know when they take the device off the child, there's a reaction and, you know, it, that can be perceived as a behavior reaction, but there is, you know, a physiological, as Alwyn says, you know, background to that behavior. But for me, I suppose the, the big thing about all of this is the lack of connection. You know, when mm, yeah. they're interacting with the screen, they're not connecting at the human level. You know, it, it's a real one dimensional mm, experience. You know, you're, there isn't the feedback loop that you get 
playing a game, you know, playing cards, baking a cake, being out in the playground. You know, you don't learn from a relationship point of view. I think yeah. that gets really badly yeah, lost, and I, that's I, the problem. I, I mean, I can just use the example of our own house yesterday morning, you know, like from six o'clock, you know, your man is up and things have <laughs> things have to be done. Mm-hmm. And we are trying, looking ahead at a very long day, to figure out, right, how are we going to do this in our 5K restricted bubble lockdown with yeah. none of the things that you would normally be able to do on Sundays? And and oh, but what can you do? I mean, you, you're trying to well, balance it out. You don't want to certainly give too much screen time at the same time, yeah. let's be honest. You know, you're trying to figure out what else you're going to do. You're trying to get some exercise in there as well and, and you know, um, stimulate in different ways and all of that stuff. But I mean, you know what? In, the end, in the end, you know, basically we used him to clean our cars because he was, exactly, he, was, so I, <laughs> he was excited about it and I wasn't. <laughs> but it's, it's no harm in letting your little ones be bored because that's actually incredible brain development time. Um, where they actually, their brain has time to filter through things that they're thinking about and, you know, become creative. And, you know, like they don't have to be entertained every second of the day. And absolutely, I don't think the Finnish Institute for Health and Welfare are trying to load any more guilt on um, anybody. But it's a really good reminder for us because you know I have two teenagers and definitely their screen time has increased and I've seen the impact of that on them too so you know like it's just a really good reminder for you to become super informed about what you're doing early on that really you're not necessarily seeing the impact of right now you will as Anna says later down the road and um, you know I suppose prevention but why, is why are we so afraid, though, to let our kids be bored? I think is it maybe that, you know, we feel that they have to be busy and entertained and doing something all of the time. I'm, I'm not too sure. But I think what you did yesterday is absolutely fantastic. Like, you know, age appropriate. The car was definitely cleaner. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, let them, like, Here's a confession now, because in February, uh, I had a midterm with two teenagers and a very full week ahead. And I was thinking, how am I going to, you know, make sure that I get enough work done uh, to keep everything ticking over for myself? And how am I going to keep an eye on the two boys? So I actually, my office is in the garden and we had a deck at the back of the house that um, was in need of repair. So I said to them, right, rip out the deck there. And the two of them, now they're they're both like supervised, obviously, by myself, looking out the window at them and that. But they had the best week. They just, you know, they were physical, they were doing things. And it just, it was that, I suppose, balance to screen time. And that's the key. Because, yeah, you know, balance. we were all, like, I know my screen time has increased, but also my sleep has been impacted. And sleep is a really huge problem. Even the light off a device changes your melatonin levels in your body and we need melatonin in order to be able to sleep so it's really you know about don't be afraid to have a screen free day like I was out for a walk yesterday and I saw two parents and a toddler in a buggy walk past me a stunning day beautiful park you know lots of opportunity to be engaging in conversation as Anna was saying making that connection and talking about the birds and the trees and the sky and all that what was the child on a phone yeah, I know 
I know. You know? Um, and, but, but, but Anna, the other question I think is, you know, anyone who says that their base level of anxiety um, in this pandemic over the last 12 months and continuing is not much higher than it was pre-pandemic <laughs> is either fooling themselves or they're a liar. Yeah, I look. Sometimes we need to fool ourselves just to cope. <laughs> so I think that's probably the part of it. But certainly, in you know, in the line of work that I'm in, it's off the grass. I think even pre-pandemic, Joe, our anxiety levels, and mm-hmm. you know, were much higher than they they should be. At any rate, so yes, this has been a real tipping point. I think it's obvious. I think everybody can really see that around us. So the other point of that is. You know, how much is the device usage contributing to that? And if we reduce that, is that going to help us to cope? So, you know, as parents, I I see it myself, you know, with the device. We need to let the children see us being device free. You know, how much of our day, okay, if I'm working, I have to, obviously. You know, there's no choice there. But, you know, in the evenings, I I see it in the day when we could go out to dinner. You know, you could see it at a table, a family and everybody on a device. You know, yes. we can make, and when children are very small, then as parents we have an opportunity to set the behaviour. You mm. don't get that latitude when they hit teenage years and they've been used to it. You know, so it's important conversation to have when they're very young because it's at that point you can start the habit that isn't going to have a knee-jerk reaction back on you if you try to remove it. Yeah. You know, one of the things I see as a problem when I talk to parents about this is, you know, they treat the screen time as a treat or indeed a reward or a punishment. And I don't think that's a great idea. You know, the device should be treated as a neutral device like any oh, no, something else I did wrong over the weekend. Oh, <laughs> no, Jesus. This is a nightmare. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I understand that. But if we could swap out the treats for something else, you know, as Alwyn said, doing something together, go out and build something, make something. You know, we're meant to be creative beings. Uh, yeah. In many ways, we have to throw back to the old days. You know, what did we do when we were young, Joe? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we you're right. We yeah. six o'clock for the television to come on. I remember sitting <laughs> yeah, yeah. in front of us, <laughs> yeah, waiting for yeah. television. Yeah. I was so bored. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. Well, okay. Well, listen, thank you very much. I think it was really, really helpful to parents as well, particularly trying to lift some of the guilt. I mean, we all understand at the moment that it is about survival and coping and the extraordinary um, circumstances we're all in at the same time. It's important to hear the right advice and try insofar as we can to implement it as much as we can within reason. Well, thank you to Anna Gibson-Steele, who runs the Holistic Centre of Excellence here in Limerick, and Alwyn Moran, who is a child therapist and founder of Cogni Kids. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.